Hey everybody, I'm Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. What's up with this idea that liberals are the nice guys? That they're the ones who care about people and that conservatives are mean and cold, only care about rich people or the people like us, whatever that's supposed to be. Well, we are going to dissect, dissect, discuss, and dispel this ridiculous myth in this episode. So I'm Christina Caramo, and now it's time for some solid food. culture, and politics. All right, folks, so what's up with this idea that liberals are the nice guys? They care about people. They're about love and tolerance and acceptance and sticking up for the little guy. And conservatives are just mean and grumpy and a bunch of old people and they're bigots and blah, 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 blah. Like, why do people think that? It is one big psyop. I, <laughs> case you don't know what that means, that means psychological operation. It's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Now, let me say this. Let me, let me preface my episode. Then the title of this episode is Stop the Lies that Liberals Are the Nice Guys. I'm not saying that liberals are bad, all liberals are mean, they're blah, 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 or that all conservatives are good. You know, I saw some pictures of some kind of pro-Trump event that these, and again, this is not by the Trump campaign, nor was this by any like conservative chapter. These were just a group of people. For all we know, these could be these people could be complete frauds. They could not have been conservatives at all. They might have just been pretending. So I don't know anything about these people. They were not connected with the campaign. Just saying that. But they had like really racist signs. They were saying like crack lives matter. And one lady had on a mask with uh, a, a, like a prosthesis of a black man's genitals on her face. It was just crazy, right? So you got nutcases in every political party. Let's make that clear. However, 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 I'm talking about the general situation in a general sense, and I'm discussing public policy. No matter the party, you're going to have some, like I said, you have some liberals who are nice folks. You have some conservatives who are monsters. That is because you have millions upon millions of people. Whenever you're dealing with the political ideology, like these, there's like two main political ideologies, and roughly 100 million people subscribe to either, you're going to have nutcases in either side. You're going to have kind people on either side. However, you don't judge a political ideology based on the lowest common denominator. So you don't judge conservatism based on these people and their racist signs and their derogatory comments. And they were like screaming white power and all kind of craziness. That's the lowest common denominator. So those are the people that the media will push forward as the face and voice of conservatism and all these other hardworking patriots that I know who are solid, kind, loving Christian folks. They want to silence those voices because it, these types of clowns help the notion that conservatives are bad people. And then they elevate the, the people who are saying, we just want to have tolerance and acceptance. But will the media will kind of try to hide the violent riots and the looting and all the stuff we all see in front of us. And so it's time to break this psyop 
that's been happening on the American people for years and years and years that's created this false idea that liberals are inherently noble and conservatives are inherently evil. It's garbage and it needs to stop. So a lot of this has to do with how the public policy that each party supports is marketed in the public square. That is part of the thing. And what made me um, select this topic today, that I was reading an article about um, this actor Mark Ruffalo who won an Emmy Award. And during his Emmy speech, he urged people to cast their ballots in November for love and compassion and kindness. But the interesting part is for liberals, the way that they, what they mean by love and passion and, and compassion and kindness is very specific. They have a very specific way that they think that love and compassion is to be shown. And if you don't show compassion and love in the specific way that they specifically want you to, then you're an evil, hateful bigot. So in reality, they're full of crap. There's more than one way for me to show love and compassion to somebody. And like I was, um, someone had posted on Facebook, I think it was earlier today or last night or whatever, and I can't remember when I commented on it, but they had this quote from this nun, like, I don't know, whatever but nevertheless this lady said something like you know pro-lifers are really just pro-birth they don't care about poor kids they don't care about this and that's like i'm so sick of these stupid lines there's stupid lines that liberals literally just vomit out their mouths without any thought they literally repeat these things to make themselves good feel good about supporting candidates who kill babies and i and i stand by that statement they literally tell and say the dumbest things to make themselves feel good at night so they can sleep at night to support candidates who kill babies. And it's like, I'm not obligated to vote for Democrats to care for people. There's more than one way. And to say that Republicans don't support policy that help people, that's a lie. But again, there's two reasons I, I blame. Number one, the media is very dishonest. And you, most entertainers are liberals. You know, for the past six years or so, and it's probably been longer than that, just since I've been paying attention, if you will, is that award shows have turned into these like political platforms for these liberal tirades and political rants. That's what they've turned into in all these lectures about these bigots and we want to stop these bigots, blah, 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 you know. So that, that's, what's, that's what's been going on with that. So you have the entertainment industry who's dominated by liberals. You have the media who's dominated by liberals. So, of course, they're going to get favorable, favorable coverage to their worldview and try to spin ours like we don't care about people. When reality, our goal is to build a good society. And the way you build a good society isn't by government intruding on everybody's lives. The way you build a good society is giving people the freedom to fail or succeed. And that we encourage people to succeed by creating a society that's healthy for success to happen. It's like anyone in here, anybody watching who grows fruits, vegetables, or plants or anything like that. Um, when you are growing a plant, you can't just put it in just any dirt. Like I have a house plant, it's a succulent, and I have to put a specific pot, indoor indoor soil for succulents. I think I said succulents, I probably said it wrong, but whatever. And so I, it's a specific way I have to care for that plant and a specific soil that's that plant needs to grow and the same is true with success in america and so in order for this free society to work there's specific soil there's specific fertilizer that's necessary for the society to grow and that's the best way to build a society because with a conservative perspective a government's big enough to fix all your problems is the government big enough to take everything away from you and to cause so much terror in your life because we've drawn upon human history to come to these conclusions 
And so we have a different philosophy on how to fix the world. But the way the media and the entertainment industry marketed that unless you're a bleeding heart liberal, you're a bad person. And that there aren't multiple ways to actually improve the well-being for people's lives. And so the fact that they have to resort to ad hominem attacks is because their end game is actually quite nefarious. And that's the reality of it. So these liberals, they have this idea that, again, if, unless you possess their worldview, it's because you're a bigot. And they sit and preach tolerance. Oh, God. I wish I could take the, I wish the word tolerance was actually like a tangible thing and I could throw it at them. Because they preach tolerance, but they're the most intolerant folks that you ever want to meet. And I mean people who are actually philosophically liberal. And let me dissect what I, what that means. There are many people who vote for Democrats but aren't liberal because they believe the Kool-Aid that liberals care about people. So they are themselves are not liberal, but they just be like, well, Democrats care about the small guys, so I'm going to help them. That's it. No further thought. No further dissection on the matter, the topics, nothing. Just, they care about the small guy. And I want to help the small guy. So I'm going to vote for them. So that's fundamentally what's happening. That's fundamentally what's happening. And so a lot of people don't even think this stuff through. So, for example, they're the ones who want to champion this idea that speech is violence. Speech can be violence. So if speech can be violence and violence is inherently bad, then we want to stop speech that permits violence. So simply saying that men can't be women is something that they consider to be violent speech. That's hate speech. Folks, these are the same liberals who preach tolerance and compassion want to stop you from saying the very obvious biological reality that men can't be women. I want y'all to sit and marinate on that for a minute like some wine that you're tasting. And I don't even drink wine. I want you to marinate on that for one minute. Like some barbecue that you, not barbecue, some meat you have in the refrigerator overnight to barbecue. Marinate on that for a minute. That we are in a point in society where simply stating the obvious reality that men cannot be women is a controversial phrase. Thanks to liberals. Because they've created this society. And I blame conservatives largely more than them. And I'm going to tell you why in one second. They've created this society where they want to control what you say. They want to control what you think. All in the name of love, tolerance, and compassion. It's a fake virtue. It's a fake virtue. And I blame conservatives for a couple reasons. Number one, we weren't engaged in the colleges and an education system like we should have been. We let stone-cold Marxists take over the education system. And too many Christians tried to appease the world and get them to like us. And figure if we just get them to like us, that maybe we, they'll, they'll, they'll like us. But Jesus tells us, I believe it's in John, that the world hated me. No student is greater than the master. So if the world hated you, remember they hate you, just remember they hated me first. He tells us that in scripture. So what what makes you think you are going to make the world like you? By appeasing their delusions. 
Are there individuals who truly believe they are the wrong gender, trapped inside the wrong body? Of course. There's adults who think they're children. There's people who think they're pets. There's schizophrenics. There's people with split personalities. There's all kind of mental disorders. But that doesn't make it true. I can think that I am Donald Trump. I can think that I am a tree. Does it make me a tree? Is it hate to tell me that, Christina, you're not a tree? It's just common sense. It's obvious, just obvious observation. But now I will come to a point that obvious observation is hate speech. But then when you point it out, say, well, you're not loving. Because the thing about with liberals is they're very emotion-based. See, conservatives, the reason why sometimes we can give off the appearance of being cold is because we believe in just speaking facts. Liberals don't like facts. They hate facts. Facts is white supremacy in their estimation. It's evil. Facts are not good. Facts are bad. Facts are hate speech. We don't say facts. What about people's feelings? That's for children. And the reason why conservatives feel like having this, we believe that feelings we say for our family and friends and for pets, not politics. Because feelings lead us wrong all the time. Right now, I feel like going to get a large ice cream and eating it. For like a, getting a large blizzard. Right now, I feel like getting some pizza. Like, I love food. I do. It's such something I really have to work on. I love food, okay? I'm not a skinny girl. Not a skinny girl. But the thing about it is, just because I feel like that, that doesn't mean that that is a good decision for me to go get a large blizzard from Dairy Queen and just chomp away. Simply because I feel like that. It doesn't matter what I feel. Is that a good decision? And the answer is no. And that applies to every area of life. How many times have people been led by their feelings and destroyed their lives? Whether it's someone made you really mad and you assault them. You know how many, I don't have the exact number. You know how many murders happen? From like in a split moment, you just flip out and I just like hit punch somebody. Not I, but the person just punched somebody or shot someone or stabbed someone or got fighting. Or in a split moment, you're in that heat of passion and you have sex with someone you shouldn't have. I mean, all kind of stuff. People do in that split moment. You know, and then boom, their life is ruined. Emotions should never be the guiding light for your life. Emotions just make us human. They just give us our ability to feel and to empathize with one another and enjoy our life. But that is not the seat as to which public policy should rest. Public policy has to rest on the seat of facts and information and what's best for the public overall. And what's best for the public overall isn't redefining gender. That's insanity. And you're going to destroy so much of society in an in, in effort to appease like 0.05% of the population. And then you're just pushing sexual confusion and sexual debauchery to appease like 0.05% of the population. It's literal insanity. And all types of public policy. We'll get to it in just a minute. And then two, look who's supporting the looting and rioting. But see, because the problem is with a lot of liberals, they get their virtue from their belief system. 
I'm a, and I've said this before, and I always say that being life, the life of a Christian is not one of uh, perfection, but one of repentance. And before you become to the attitude of the belief of repentance, you first have to acknowledge your own wickedness. And I do not feel like I'm a virtuous person. I'm not a good person. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Like, let's get out of the elementary school dichotomy of good, bad. I mean, that's just teaching kids opposites. That doesn't mean if you're not a good person, that means I'm necessarily a bad person. And the reason why I say that, and I think it's so important, and I don't know if it's just a Protestant ethic, but it's so important to be cognizant of your own depravity. Like, you understand that I am not a good person. A lot of the things that we don't do in life is not because we don't want to do them, because we don't want to get in trouble. Like, gluttony is a sin. My, my choice for not getting a large blizzard, I'm, like I'm thinking about ice cream, right? It's because, not because I don't want the ice cream, it's because like I want to be healthy. And that's the thing. Oftentimes we don't do things that we want to do, not because we had a heart change, because we just don't want the consequence that comes with it. When ideally we should not desire to do the thing in the first place. So it, 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 when you have a, a lifestyle or an attitude of repentance, it makes you aware of your own sinfulness and your own issues and your own shortcomings and how essentially I'm no better than anyone else. I don't care if it's the woman who's a prostitute. I don't care if it's the man who's, who's a drug dealer. Essentially, I'm no better than them. I've just chosen, I have chosen to renounce my I don't want to say renounce, I guess renounce allegiance to my sinful nature and giving it to God, giving my allegiance to God, not my sinful nature. I'm renouncing my allegiance to my sinful nature and giving my allegiance to Jesus Christ. And that requires a daily repentance, not a, I'm sorry, God, accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. That's it. See you later. No. It requires me to be aware of my own fallibility, knowing that I need his infallibility. Why am I saying this? However, when you carry the worldview that you're a good person and your righteousness is attained by your goodness and your good behavior and your um, your good behavior and your ideas, then you feel righteous. The most dangerous, one of the most dangerous people, a man or one of the most dangerous uh, pe groups of people are people who feel righteous. People who feel righteous can be very dangerous because when you attain your righteousness from your opinions and your worldview, you necessarily think that people who don't share your view are beneath you. And when you get the attitude that people who don't share your opinion are beneath you morally, then you are justified in anything that you do to them. This is why liberals, you will have some, and I know there are some people who will say, I don't support that, but too many will support looting, rioting, and physical violence. Because they feel that they are morally superior for holding their view. And if you don't hold my view, that means you morally are beneath me. Therefore, anything I do to you is justified in the quest of purging the world of your moral debauchery 
your moral insignificance, your moral depravity. I'm purging the world of your moral depravity. And I, being the morally superior one, have the authority to do so. So if that requires me burning down buildings, looting, destroying property, shooting, stabbing, whatever I can do, it's all a byproduct. It's all a casualty in the quest and my war to purge the world of your filth and establish a new war order patterned after myself and my morality. It's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And that's why they get away with what they get away with and the media come co covers up for them. But I blame conservatives and let me be say this is that it's, let's let's say this off the bat too everyone who calls himself a conservative is not a christian let's just let's get that out the way too let's get that out the way i again i'm speaking from the standpoint of a christian conservative not a non-christian one just thought i would throw that out there um but nevertheless i do uh place blame for this a lot on conservatives because we do not do a good job at effectively articulating our message. And, I, and I've said this to conservatives before. We have to learn how to communicate very logical messages emotionally. You have to. You have to. See, we have a tendency to just let, well, the facts and the logic say this, so what's the problem? Everybody doesn't use logic when it comes to drawing their conclusions. They don't. Everyone doesn't appreciate logic. They don't. Most people, no matter, and when I say, I'm not saying all conservatives use logic either, because I've encountered some who do not. My point is that the conservative ideology is highly logic-based and based on evidence in history. Um, the liberal worldview just, I was going to say something I shouldn't have said. The liberal logic just, um, disrespects history because you know it's like you got people pushing Marxism it's like you want to see North Korea and Cuba that's really what you want to be like North Korea is that what you want haven't y'all seen time and time again how this worldview plays out when it gets power it doesn't work it literally is death but they ignore history they 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 throw away history history is no consequence because they're arrogant they think that we've evolved and now I'm we have, we're a higher man. Like, they don't come out and say that, but it's it's obvious by the way that they behave. So conservatives, on the other hand, since our worldview is based heavily on, especially in America, most conservatives are Christian. And so since our worldview is based heavily on this thing of facts and logic, and when you look at history and how empires are, how nations are, what works, what doesn't work, we really want to build on what we have learned as humans for the last several thousand years let's build on that knowledge and build a society cognizant of how empires typically fall and how humans typically function well according to Karl Marx we don't want to build on history because history inherently is the beneficial is beneficial to the bourgeois and so we want to blow up history and traditions we don't want that we want to detach ourselves from history and tradition and create this new world. But the, the fatal flaw in Marx, Marx supported evolution. And the fatal flaw of Marx is the is idea that humans have evolved and we can somehow escape our nature. He doesn't understand the, the anthropology of man, 
that the problem is the wicked human heart, not class structures and power struggles. And when you don't understand human anthropology and our propensity for sin, then of course you think you're going to create this vain new society that's detached from human nature because you don't even understand human nature in the first place. That's ultimately the problem. That's ultimately the problem with him and the whole liberal worldview. And, and so they're very emotion-based. So conservatives have a tendency to communicate these very logical principles at a logical level for a bunch of emotional people. It's not going to work. So you're probably thinking that I'm saying that liberals are stupid. I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm just saying they're driven by their emotions. You can call it what you want. Call it whatever you like. But they're highly driven by their emotions. And so when you're dealing with people who are heavily driven by emotions, you cannot take concepts and explain it to them in a way that only resonates with those who believe in letting logic dictate how they see the world and history and evidence. Liberals have a tendency to only pick and choose which facts that they want to look at. I believe in looking at the entire story, look at the whole picture. Look at the whole, whole picture. Don't, don't just, don't just look at some of it. Look at the whole thing. They don't do that. They want to just look at just one bit. And so with conservatives knowing that for every hundred in the media and the public square, for every hundred punches liberals get, we get three. That means we have to be very strategic in what we say. And we have to pack a whole lot of messaging in one word. Now, my show is an hour. So I have time to really elaborate and blah, 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 blah. But we have to learn how to drag back and pack our messaging into shorter bites. Because we're only going to get three punches. Liberals can do all kind of wild stuff. And the media will cover up and clean up for them. They will not for us. We can pass gas and they will make it seem like we're trying to kill everybody with methane gas. I mean, this is how they are. This is how it is. So when you know that the media is going to work against us and you know we have an uphill battle in the public square, common sense would tell you that you have to be more effective in how you get your messaging out. And I've been to too many events with conservatives. How people will just chuckle like, yeah, we're bad at communication. Ha, 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 ha. Folks, this isn't funny. It's costing us votes. It's costing us in the public square. We have got to do a better job at communicating our message. It is no longer acceptable for us to continuously befuddle this. We have to, we have to be clear in how we do things. And this muddled messaging that's not effective and then one of the reasons why President Trump has been so effective is because he gets his message out. He knows how to tap into people's emotions with his messaging. And that's something that all of us can learn from. I'm not saying we have to do him. We can't trump Trump. But at the same time, the ability to effectively communicate or at least tap into people's emotions when getting your message out there is really important. So for the last half of the show, I'm going to go over the issues that is typically that are typically used as springboards for um, liberals to basically hold on to this view that they are 
nice people. Because we gotta we gotta dispel that bit. Because they are not inherently nice. Now, like I said in the beginning of the episode, there are some conservatives who are complete clowns and jerks and all kinds of stuff. And there are liberals who are nice people. But when it comes to public policy, we do not um decide who we should vote for based on the lowest common denominator in the public in a in a political party with hundreds of millions of people. That's ridiculous. Number one, we'll talk about cash bail. Now, one of the reasons why I put cash bail at the top of the list is because it's a hot topic and, and it's a problem. Because what happens is like when you go to court, right? You get arrested, you have charged, you've been charged with a crime, and you go to jail while you await your trial. And then they you can become I think it's I, I gotta get my terminology better with this bail and bond, so please forgive me if I misspeak. But basically they basically say you have a, a million dollar bill or whatever. And someone has to pay 10% of that, I believe it's 10%, that way you can get out of jail and wait for your trial. I think that's the bond is what they pay. So um, what's happening is that there are instances where people who are low income and they have they have charges against them. And then because they don't have the money or anyone in their family who has the money to pay their bond, I believe it's the bond it's called, or bail them out, they sit in jail while they wait for, um, they wait for, um, they wait to, uh, for trial. They sit in jail while they wait for trial. I'm sorry, my brain is like, do, 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 do. slowed it out for a second. And so people are upset that, um, this is happening because they say it's like you being punished for being poor. So there's people who sit in jail for a long time waiting for trial because they are too poor. And maybe these people are found to be innocent later, but they sit in jail because they're too poor to make bail. That's what people are complaining. So they want to do away with the cash bail system. That way people who are too poor and I believe it's only for misdemeanors. I don't think it's for certain felonious crimes like homicide and other things. And they want to do away with the cash bail system. That way people basically aren't, quote unquote, being punished for being poor. Here lies the problem. Many of these individuals are actually very guilty of the crimes. And they go out on crime sprees. Like I saw a case in New York, like this woman got arrested like three times in one day. Because she just kept going out committing crimes. So you have a lot of people. Excuse me. So many of these people are completely guilty. What percent and what percent of people are innocent in these cases? I do not know. However, most of them are not. Most of them are guilty as all outdoors. And so these people are guilty. And then they go out and just commit more crimes. Like it was one person. I don't know what state they had done away or one county where they did away with cash bail and he got out and killed somebody or people who get out and go rape people. This stuff has happened where these people get out and continue to just, they go on crime rampages. And so there's no consequence. They can do whatever. They can just keep getting out of jail and just keep committing crimes. And then they become, and then see the thing about crime is that there is a victim on the other side of crime. That's why it's a crime. Something is a crime for a reason. Like me making this podcast is not a crime. There's no victim. But there are certain things that are crimes because it's harmful to the community and other people. 
I mean, in saying that we should do away with cash bail, because in some instances, you have people who are in jail for a long time and they turn out to be innocent. It's like saying we should do away with jail because some people in jail are actually innocent. It's the same stupid logic. Now, I'm not saying that there can't be, maybe we can make some adjustments or try to find a solution so you don't have innocent people sitting in prison for six months. But to say to do away with cash bail, that's not a good idea. You don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Like I said with jail, yeah, there's innocent people in jail. Does that mean we do away with jails? No. We try to improve the system so that doesn't happen. But to get rid of cash bail is a threat to society because, again, you're going to have people who just go out and keep committing crimes. The next topic is abortion. Lord, help me. This one baffles the mind. And so the way the media likes to market it is that abortion is a women's issue. No, abortion is a human rights issue. And the reason why they market it a women's issue is because they want to deny the humanity of the child. And so when you speak out against abortion, it's because you hate women. What? For one, I'm a woman. No, you deny the humanity of the child. So basically, you ignore the existence. We don't even talk about the baby. Notice the language. They're very intentional in their language. They refer to the child as a fetus. See, when you say baby, that gives inherent human properties and qualities. And we start thinking of people. When you say fetus, it denies humanity. It's like a specimen. That's why they don't like using the word baby. Think about that. Because then it has human characteristics. And so many people will justify abortion saying things like, well, you have to care about poor women and blah, blah, blah. Pause, pump the brakes. So many abortions are, first of all, here's the thing about abortion. It's not about whether or not the woman was culpable in a situation or not. That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, it's not like, well, she should have known better and shouldn't have spread her leg. That's not the point. The point is saving the child. That child doesn't deserve to die. That's the issue at hand. It's not about punishing the woman and she should have known better. It's about saving the life of that little baby who doesn't deserve to die. That is fundamentally the issue. Everything else is secondary. The fact that as a woman, I am a care, I am basically this incubator, if you will. So be it. So be it. But that doesn't mean, because I'm unhappy with the way the human life cycle goes, that it requires me as a woman to carry the child in my uterus for nine months just because I don't like that and don't feel like being bothered. That doesn't give me the liberty to go kill another person. And so what happens is the way the media dominates the conversation, like in, in Alabama, in Alabama, they um, they passed a bill. I forgot. It was, I don't know, the heartbeat bill or there's um, some states that have a bill like where a woman has to see the ultrasound and so to discourage abortion. Because I was listening to, maybe about know, three, four weeks ago, I started listening to testimony, not testimonies, but women tell their abortion stories. And these were like pro-abortion people. 
And one woman was telling her abortion story, and she was saying that you can tell it really hurt her that she had one. That's the thing people don't talk about. They don't talk about abortion regret. They just show these women like Michelle Williams, like, I, if it wasn't for my right to choose, I wouldn't be standing here right now. So basically, you're standing on the blood of your child for your award. Fabulous. Um, they don't show those stories. So they don't show. So anyway, this woman I was watching was talking about how when she got her abortion, she they gave an ultrasound. They said a lot of the women like to keep the ultrasound. Pause. Pump the brakes. If this is just a fetus or a clump of cells that just have no significance, why does the woman want to keep the ultrasound photo? Because ultimately she knows she's killing her baby. So, nevertheless, um, after this bill in Alabama passed, here go the, the, the idiots in the media and the liberal talking heads. This is just about old white men trying to control women's bodies. And this is why a while ago, some episodes I tell you guys all the time, don't get so caught up in, in when, when liberals holler out whiteness. It's easier, especially if you're a white person, to feel very offended. Because they're saying it in a negative context. However, you gotta people gotta not get offended by the term and look at what they're actually trying to say. They're attaching a whole lot of things to the concept of whiteness, like Christianity, capitalism, being pro-life. So they attach a whole lot of things to this concept of whiteness. That way they can just lambast and holler our racism for every issue that they look and advocate for, and you don't agree with them, they just easily call you a racist or a racist sympathizer. So that was the dumbest thing in the world. And I literally heard people repeating this. Like, it's just old white men trying to control women's bodies. They don't want to hear my voice. Because they can't push that stupid line with me. They can't say that to me. With me, now they got to actually, let's go through the issue of abortion, how it's an inhumane practice, and you're systematically slaughtering innocent children who, who done nothing wrong. So let's talk about that. They don't want that conversation. They can't have the conversation. So then they have to just go to their line. So the media wants to ignore people like me. They want to ignore countless women who complain about abortion. They want to ignore countless men who put in the work to help building up pro-life centers. You know, the center I volunteer with, we had our uh, a volunteer day. There were just as many men as women working hard to build up the center so we can help women faced with unplanned pregnancies. They don't want to show us. That's why they use that stupid line that we're not pro-life, we're just pro-birth. That is a liberal talking point to justify abortion. I am not obligated to vote for some baby-killing Democrat to help people. I volunteer places. I donate money to poor people. I'm not trying to brag or anything, because I am, like I said before, I don't see myself as a good person. It's only goodness I have is because of Jesus Christ. But what I'm saying, like, all the time, like, I'll be out driving, I'll see people are hungry or whatever, and I'll give them money. I don't have any problem doing that. Pray with them. Ask them how they're doing. Are you okay? I do this stuff all the time. Donate money to Christian organizations. My parents are the same way. My mother literally wants to sit down, look at all the different charities for her to send money to. She's a Christian conservative. We do it all the time. I remember one lady, I was I met up with her to get um, clothes for our center. 
And she has just left the soup kitchen. She's a Christian conservative. She had just left the soup kitchen feeding the homeless. So don't tell me that we don't care. All Like one of my classmates from Biola, he's adopted like five kids. That's who's doing the work. I see tons of Christian conservatives out there volunteering their time, adopting kids, being foster parents, doing all this stuff to help people. Don't tell me how I have to care about people. Don't tell me the only way for me to care about people is to vote for one of these baby-killing politicians. I don't think so. You don't get to define how I help people. Excuse me. And besides, donating to private charities is far better than the government helping anybody. Because before the government can help anybody, it has to funnel through the hands of like five or six people or organizations first before it gets to the actual folks. Moving on. Next issue is immigration. So people typically say that liberals are more tolerant. Many of them are pushing for open borders. And what's so hilarious is during the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton said when Donald Trump challenged her about open borders, <gasps> no, I don't, I, that's ridiculous. You know, and then come to find out now you have liberals like all outdoors advocating for open borders. And when you complain about illegal immigration, they literally lie and say you hate immigrants. Like these people will tell the biggest, dumbest lies. President Trump said, I want to build a border wall with big, beautiful gold doors. Now, I don't know. Maybe you skipped this lesson in preschool. What are doors for? For me to open. If I have a wall and I said I want to put doors on it, that means I want to have let people in. But the door gives me the opportunity to decide who I let in. You cannot have a sustainable nation where you want unlimited welfare benefits and open borders. Let me say that again in case you didn't, in case you didn't catch that. You cannot have unlimited welfare benefits and open borders. You're going to bankrupt your nation and the economy is going to collapse. It's not sustainable. It's not even logical. And when you tell the things, oh, well, people are hungry. There's dying hungry people everywhere. There's dying hungry people in your neighborhood. Why don't you move them into your house? You virtual signaling do-gooders. How about you open your door and move by six homeless people in your house and take care of them? Then we can talk. Because you're not going to do that. Same logic. I think it's terrible. You know, I have talked to people. I've encountered many people who've came into the country illegally. I have. I know some. They were young. Their parents brought them over as minors. They were babies. Some of these individuals, their mothers were pregnant and across the border. And when you listen to their stories of why their parents did what they did, you know what? Keeping it 100 I wouldn't, I couldn't blame them. I'm not mad at them. However, we are a nation of laws and our laws exist for a reason. I can empathize with a person and still say we can't have it. Just like I've encountered individuals who've chosen to sell drugs. If you're poor, your family has no money, you don't know how you're going to eat, your parents are kind of wayward. I understand why you sell drugs. But guess what? That doesn't mean we can pit you pet, uh, permit you peddling death in the community. 
just because I understand why you got to that point. Same is true with illegal immigration. I'm not going to sit here and be like, uh, blank those people. So what? I'm not going to act like that. Because I think it's really sad because a lot of these people are dealing with some problems, especially most in America. And that's the other thing, like a lot of liberals like to lie and say, it's just racism. Pause, you nitwit. Of course, most illegal immigrants are going to come from Central America because that's our closest land neighbor who has a poverty problem. Duh, 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 and duh. And, and, and in fact, only like 60% of illegal immigrants are Latino. Most of them, the other rest, are, the others are coming from China for a long time, Russia, and a lot of them are people who overstayed their visas. So cut it out. Cut it out. Ugh. Of course, that's our closest land neighbor. I remember seeing pictures in, like, I believe it was in Kenya, where they were literally manhandling and sporting people from China who were in Kenya illegally. They were snatching them up and throwing them. I, like, literally grabbing them like, y'all got to go. I'm not saying we do that. What I am saying, we cannot have open borders. As much as I empathize with many of these people, but there's so many reasons. Number one, again, you cannot say we're going to have open borders and unlimited welfare. That is not sustainable. Where are you going to get the money from? That's just crazy. And then we're going to reimagine. Well, you reimagine in your house. You're not going to sit here and tank the nation, disrupt my way of life so you can reimagine some ridiculous cockamamie idea to make you feel good about yourself. No and thank you. But also you have people coming across the border who are criminals. Come who are pure criminals, drug dealers, everything. They're coming in the midst too. It's not just barefoot pregnant women. It's criminals too. So pointing it out that we have to have enforced immigration laws, no country on planet Earth lets you just walk in. Not one. Not one country on planet Earth can you just walk in. I've left the country a few times in my life. And when you go to another country, they want to know, why are you here? And someone will ask you, where are you staying? They don't just let you walk in. They want to know who the heck you are. But somehow we're a bunch of bigots for doing the same thing, houseway. Break it down for me. Lay it out. It's stupid. But again, you're just a bigot if you point these things out. Moving on. Welfare. Now... I fell on hard times in my life. As I've shared, and I, I'm not a big one to um, go into the Dear Diary. I, I'm just, it's not my thing, not my thing. But I will say this much. I am divorced, and I went through a hard, hard time. It, no person who gets married won't ever sees themselves get divorced. And I went without a car for two years. It was really rough. I mean, I had some days where I was sitting there crying and shaking, didn't know how I was going to make it in life. And I did get on. I had some food stamps. I'm, I did. And it did help me. It helped me bridge over. But it's not a way of life. It's not It's not a way of life. And it does help. Because I understand how a person can get so low financially. They feel like, you know what? I have to do something wrong. I don't know what I'm going to do. I. It just, I understand how people can mentally get to that point. And it's easy for people who've never been there to not understand. And when I went through that period in my life, that was a very dark period. A lot of my perceptions of being more empathetic to certain realities 
change drastically because I went through it myself. It's very hard for humans to empathize with something they never experienced. But if you've ever been just totally destitute like I was in that point in my life, you get why people sometimes can feel like they have no other hope and go the way other way in life. Fortunately, I have family to help me, but I still needed some public assistance. However, that wasn't a way of life for me because I'm just too proud of a person to depend on other people. And that's not sustainable for a society. So social safety nets do bear a benefit because I didn't have to consider criminality. Because between the social safety net and my family, I was like, you know, I can focus on working, I can focus on other things, and I can build myself up so I can get myself together. And that's what I did. However, herein lies the problem. It's to be a temporary thing. It'd be a very short stint and for specific people. So I'm a divorce. I was a divorced woman with two children. I knew people who have no kids. Who are getting public assistance. They have no kids. You're a single person with no children. I have kids. I can't just work 12 hours. I have to make sure I have a babysitter. It's not It's not feasible. I can't do this and do that. I mean, when you have children and no car, that makes it very hard to go and do things. Because I have to revolve everything around who can babysit my children. You can't just get up and go and do that. No, who's going to watch my kids? So it's very difficult to pursue professional opportunities. And there are certain professional opportunities I want to pursue so bad, but I just couldn't because I'm like, I'm a single parent. Can't, I can't do it. But for people who don't have kids, like what is the issue? I mean, if I didn't have kids, I was doing all kinds of stuff. But then also you have people who just will sit on welfare for life. For life. Just like, hey, I'm just going to sit on here for life. I'm cool with that. They sit there and are okay with everyone taking care of them. And that's not sustainable. And yes, if you're going to be on welfare, I don't see anything wrong with getting a drug test. I don't see anything wrong with that. Work requirements. Are you, are you on welfare? Start tying people's kids' attendance to their benefits. If you're going to be getting government benefits and help with this, this, that, and third, you have to be producing. It's like you have to be actually elevating yourself. If you're not actively elevating yourself, then why should you continue to get these benefits? There are people who literally will sit on welfare their entire life, get crazy checks, quote unquote, social security. There are people who are genuinely disabled, who genuinely, because of a, a legit sickness and a legit illness, cannot work. I've, I've talked to people like that. They're paralyzed or they have some kind of cognitive disability, so it limits the kind of work they can get. And they have all kinds of issues, but here's the thing. They still do something. I don't mind helping people like that. I don't mind helping the young kid who got down, the 25-year-old with Down syndrome. I don't mind helping them. That's what social safety nets are for. They're for the people who can't do it. Because for a long time in society, the people who were like crippled or people who have dis mental disabilities, they will be your homeless person on the street. They will be your quote-unquote beggar because they couldn't really work. But now with social safety nets, they do help those people. However, they're to help specific people for a specific amount of time. So if you're dealing with a person with Down syndrome, I think we should help them throughout the remainder of their life. But not an able-bodied adult with no kids or an able-bodied adult with grown children or even an able-bodied adult who has small children. At a certain point, you're supposed to get it together. This is not a lifestyle. And that doesn't mean you don't care about people. But I'm not obligated to care for you. That's your job.
And I think as a Christian, it's a good thing to help people. But then at some point, as my grandfather said, people got to help themselves. People have got to help themselves. The last two issues would be environment and homosexuality. So oftentimes liberals have this very elevated view of animals. Now, let me say this first. I always say I'm a conservative tree lover because I think the environment is extremely important. Number one, I'm a nature lover. I love being outdoors. I'd rather be outdoors than indoors. Um, number two, we're supposed to be good stewards of the planet. And number three, there's actually a very transactional benefit for me taking care of the planet. I live in a dirty environment. It's very unhealthy for us as people. But I feel like oftentimes liberals take it to the extreme where they actually would ad advocate for bad environmental policy. Like with the wildfires, their poor forestry management, we're going to save this species of bug who might get endangered if we clear this brush. Yeah, but guess what? Not clear the brush is going to cause wildfires and it's going to burn down anyway, which the little bug or whatever still going to die in addition to the fact you're going to kill a bunch of people in the process. That's not a good idea. Now, there are sometimes cases like I remember learning about Hurricane Harvey, I think it was in Houston, where it was like Texas has having big population boom. People are flocking to Texas. I feel sorry. Hopefully, hope these liberals aren't bringing their crazy politics with them from the states they're running from. Anyway, so they built over a lot of wetlands. So those wetlands are important because when the hurricanes and flooding happens, it soaks up it soaks up the water. But if those wetlands are built over, then that means that if those wetlands are built over, that means that the water can't absorb in the ground and it just causes mass flooding. So I do think you have to be strategic about how you build, how you do certain things with care for the environment, but it needs to be reasonable. Humans have to be first on the list. We can't elevate animals to the point where now we're going to do things that are harmful to people. And yes, a lot of the climate change stuff is absolute hoax. There has no evidence that human behavior is causing is a direct correlation to climate change. The climate does shift, but we don't even have a, a, an idea. We don't even have an answer what the perfect climate should be because the climate is always changing. Tell me exactly what the climate should be. We've had ice ages in the past before any type of modernization. So what are you talking about? The climate is constantly changing. First, it was, we're going to have a global freeze. Now it's global warming. Notice they call it climate change. Now I don't call it global warming anymore. It's called climate change. Because climate, climate is constantly changing. So tell me, since record keeping began, how stable has the climate ever been? And tell me, what evidence do you have that is human causation causing climate change? There is no evidence, folks. Most people do not know that. So unless I drink the climate change Kool-Aid, that means that I want the planet to die and I'm not a loving, caring person? Humans must come first in any type of environmental policy, not animals. And besides, and that has nothing to do with climate change, that last statement I just made, but even with climate change, you got to give me some definite, some evidence. There's no evidence that humans cause climate change. So why do you want to get rid of airplanes? And remember this, the same liberals who are pushing the Green New Deal, they fly on airplanes. They still ride around the world on private jets and yachts. Like they literally had, Google had a climate change summit where the folks showed up in yachts and private planes, which burned more gas than me and you probably will ever burn in our lifetime. And that one trip they made. Anyway, last one is homosexuality and transgenderism. It's like this, especially in this is as a Christian. Number one, let's take the two things, as a Christian or not. Homosexuality violates human nature. It does. Because when it comes to human sexuality, the purpose of everything we do is rooted in survival, like me eating. 
me eating is rooted in my survival. But anytime I take something that God designed for me to survive and turn it into a hobby or a self-affirming act of pleasure, it's necessarily destructive and harmful. The point of human sex is to make children. Secondary purpose of it is affirming and pleasure. Affirmation and pleasure. Those are secondary benefits of it. So, secondly, as a Christian, God clearly made sex this way. Whether you believe in God or not, it's very obvious just from simple observation. But then the left wants to make it that unless I champion homosexuality and throw a rainbow on my back as a cape, that means I want hate gay people and want them to die. That's nonsense. I don't have to support your sexual preference in order to love you. And as a matter of fact, as a Christian, if I don't speak up and tell the truth, actually, I don't love you. I really love myself more. Because I'd rather protect my inner peace and comfort than to tell you the truth, which may make you upset with me, but ultimately will save your eternal soul. That you need to deny your flesh, follow Jesus. And that necessarily includes denying that sexual desire you have that violates God's law. That's loving people, not lying to them. But they have this idea that unless you totally affirm trans five-year-olds and every dot and T of the LGBTQIA+, and if you don't add that QIA+, somebody would suck their teeth and try to check you. Unless you buy into that whole brigade, then you are an evil, hateful bigot. You can't ask any questions. Like, giving kids puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, bigot, 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 bigot! They are, many times, not all of them, not all of them again, like I said in the opening episode, not everybody, but many of these liberals are just darkness masquerade with light. If you want to sit here and tell me I can't ask questions about giving kids cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers, you have lost your mind. That is insane. What kind of warped thinking do you have to have to think it's a good idea to teach a six-year-old about oral sex with their, uh, with their uh, sex ed education? And giving nine-year-olds puberty blockers and cutting off 16-year-old girl's breasts. At what point is that okay? And I'm a bigot for asking questions about this stuff? See, the media spends all this. I don't even get on to You guys got the point. The point of the episodes weren't the topic. It was just a, a, like a cursory discussion of how they twist the narrative to make it seem like not supporting their position on these issues make you a bigot. Folks, we've got to do a better job at communicating our message and being unafraid to speak the truth in love, but ultimately to get the message out. Because two things are at stake in this con these conversations. People's eternal soul and our nation. And those things are worth fighting for. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to It's Solid Food. You can check me out on Facebook and YouTube at the Christina Caramo Project. Instagram at Karama the Great. That's Karama the G-R and the number eight. And I'm on all major podcast platforms. And remember, remember, remember to be brave and bold because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles. Bye, 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 bye.